Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Top Gun. I know, I know you're saying the comparisons between Max and Cruz. We can't get past that. I get it. Um, when you hear the song, I hear it all the time from you folks out there. So I understand it. I understand it. And as I told my wife, you don't have to tell me one more time how cute you think Tom Cruise is and that you've had a crush on him since the first Top Gun. I, I understood the first time. Uh, I, I don't need to keep hearing it every time that he's mentioned in People magazine that you get, which I don't understand why you get and all that stuff either. Uh, joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker hotline, a guy that identifies with all of the above, Ben Hankinson, how are you? I'm good, Maxie. Tom Cruise has nothing on you. That's you what I'm trying to say. You- yeah, in my humble way. Yeah. You know? and, oh my God. You and, and you know what? Nothing about his looks. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy, but the personality you got, right. Maxie, and, and that matters, right? It's not. It's not just oh, about I, looks, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what your wife told me. That's why she when she married you. You know. <laughs> How are you doing? The beauty league is back in business now. Let's start with a, a well, paragraph for those people that that understand. Some understand the beauty league by now, and for those people that don't, they say we hear about this, but how exactly does this work? Well, it's some of the top uh, talent from the state that comes back home, so to speak. But explain explain what you've got going. This is the first explanation I needed when we got Breezy to play a number of years ago. Uh, is I don't understand this beautician league. Like, what does the beauty league have to do with <laughs> hockey? He didn't understand what this was, so I told him, and it, it, I, we had to explain to everybody, it's just a silly name. I don't know how we came up with it, and Chris McAlpine added duh in front of it to even make it worse. But, so, yeah, we're talking hockey in the summer, so we have incredible NHL players locally and then players that come in from out of town, like uh, James Van Riemsdyk, for example, and a lot of others that are in town playing Wednesday night at Braemar Arena at 5, 6, 15, and 7.30. Uh, I bet there's a couple thousand people there a game easily, and it's a ton of fun. Like, it's four-on-four hockey. The guys try. Why? Because there's refs and there's a scoreboard and fans are watching. And there's cameras on there, too. But it's a ton of fun. So you have, like, the Brock Besser, Gensel, Goligoski, Parisi, Brock Nelson, Bukestad, tons, the Cates brothers, Forbert, Letty, Bellows, Kandre Miller, hmm. uh, Jensen, Schmidt, Halla, tons of, tons of. And then the coaches are all ex-players, the Brian Lawtons, Rasmussen's Climbers. Ton of fun, great charities, Herb Brooks Foundation, United Heroes League, Shine a Light, which is Paul Martin's charity. 
and the Hendrickson Brothers Foundation. So there's good cause, and you can stay cool. It's a ton of fun. Um, you start this, and you go, okay, you know, who knows what the shelf life will be. Are you surprised at how it took off? Yeah, I am. Like it almost, it almost uh, never took off because of the Parisi example. I said everyone was like, "What is this?" Yeah. And so we had to have guys stay and play two games because there are fans in the stands <laughs> waiting to see these guys. And, and and you're, you're sitting oh, over yeah. there, the typical agent, right? Uh, Cutting a deal. Yeah, and the funny thing is, so who do you think the Beauty League brings in last night? I know we traded text a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, George Kittle. That's what I was getting at. How, how do you end up with George Kittle at the Beauty League? The tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, for people not familiar, the Pro Bowler. Yeah, and so he, he is friends with Nick Bukestead. They see the same chiropractor. He's a huge Predators fan, and he actually, we made him, he d- agreed to drop the puck at center ice, and then he raced off the ice, and he says to me, he goes, I, I got uh, camp next week. I can't be doing that. I said, what do you make, George, a million dollars a year? <laughs> Boy, don't sue us, please. And he, I think he makes $15 million plus. Oh, yeah. So there was, million a game, yeah. The boys, yeah, he drops the puck, and then he hustled off the ice. I mean, it was just probably like running through the Viking secondary. <laughs> did, he, did, did he enjoy it? Was it, I mean, he's just a hockey fan in general? Yeah, except he loved it, except after the second period, he couldn't believe that we were doing the ice because the game was over. We only do half. So he's like, yeah. wait a second, this isn't hockey. You only played two periods. Yeah, yeah. he loved it. He he he, he skates with uh, the Predators, I guess, or has with uh, one of the players, Forsberg. We got Ryan McDonough now with the Predators, so I introduced him those two guys. Yeah, I, it's so that's the thing about it. Like, people love, like, the behind-the-scenes, like, pickup style, uh, kind of like a funny little culture that it's created in our little hockey community that we think is the greatest ever. And it brings out the grandparents and the, the kids and everyone in between can go down there and get autographs and, and have some fun. And it, it doesn't cost you more than I think it's 15 bucks to get in and kids under four feet. I think it is getting free. Ben, the other piece of it is, and I see this in all pro sports that, uh, uh, you, you know, the games are so tight, especially coming off of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, it, it is so tight and so hard to get space and so hard to move around. And then you go four on four. And if you go out there and if you're a kid and you walk up to, to, to the glass and you watch, you you really find out why these guys are getting paid to play because they are they are so good, so quick, so fast, so much better than you can ever give them credit for watching even an NHL game. Uh, the skill set that you have to have, but that comes to life in a four-on-four pickup setting. And if you can get close to the ice, you really have an appreciation for how good you have to be to play in the NHL. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's the, the factor that, you forget with how competitive and these guys are wired as elite athletes. They, they don't just go out there and mess around when one guy on the other team does something to maybe put it through their legs or get around them and score that kind of wakes them up where they're so competitive and so good that like even last night, it was nine to three. Uh, I think Beck or Norsan was beating Walzer. Ooh. And all of a sudden, the game ends 10 to 10 with 30 seconds left. Guys are blocking shots. 10 to 10? Like just to the last second, ended up 11 to 10 after a nine to three start. They It starts out maybe a little bit, you know, medium pace and ends up high pace without without showing like it's kind of like a father-son playing. You don't want your kid to see you're actually trying your hardest mm-hmm. to beat them. I hope that wasn't the last team that had to come back on them. 
Oh, Lott, so I'll tell you a little secret. Lawton gets a little too serious in these leagues. Serious enough that it's great because he's so competitive. Yeah. But these guys are like trying to figure out if he's serious, how how uh, you know how he, he calls him out and and, and, and <laughs> actually helps him in the process because he's been through it and done it. If he starts diagramming on the glass, we're wor- I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> some of the coaches just just kind of sit and, and and watch, and then you have lots who's actually coaching. Ben, part of this too is that um, you know obviously things evolve in life, but hockey, all sports for sure, but hockey as much as any. I feel like these guys are almost um, robots in terms of computers, in terms of their body, and 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 they program it for a twelve month a year cycle, um, and and they never get out of shape. And you know, as you point to Zach Parisi as being one of the ultimates, but 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 the summertime is just another time. Uh, you rest for a little while after the season, and and then and then you go uh, whatever pace it is. But it also involves diet and, and the way you dry land train and all those things. Where are we at there with hockey players? You, you see them all with your clients. How hard do you have to work to keep up? Yeah, I actually uh, I got to play golf with Ryan McDonough. He's been to the Stanley yeah. Cup Finals now. The St. Paul Crete and Durham kid, and I, I hate to name drop, but I got to meet and play with Joe Mauer today too. Did you really? Um, with Tom, the, the Cretan connection, yeah, huh? So it, was, it was the two Cretan guys against two Dina guys, Tom Drees and I. And to see Ryan McDonough hit a golf ball, and he's not a pro golfer, but how great a shape and how strong these guys are, his back. So so my point is, he, he played, you know, 80 regular season games, you know, 20-some games in the playoffs, seven, you know, five preseason games, and it's killing him not coming out to the beauty league. Why? Because he knows everyone else is skating And even though his season ended two weeks ago, these guys don't take any time off, none. It's it's insane. I think it's 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 actually too little a time. You need mm-hmm. to refresh, but they can't help themselves when everyone else is skating. They're in unreal shape. Uh, when I played, and I barely played, you didn't have to be in great shape. These guys can go, and I mean, you, you have to. Otherwise, you get left in the dust, and you don't have a job, I guess, right? Because it used to be there's certain guys that could skate well during games, and they stuck out. Now you, I mean, you really stick out if you can't skate and you're not. In yeah, great shape. that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Now, when yeah, I see these guys at the health club, and they're working on you know on a bike or something like that, and, and uh, hockey players, and I run into them from time to time. Uh, are they are they to the nth degree? Is that what they're trying to do? Is it all about lung capacity? What are they doing there? Yeah, I mean, well, you can. Everyone knows, like, and there's guys like probably Phil Kessel that aren't in the best shape in the world, but they're so smart. They know where to go, and they always have the puck in your stiff, the Brett, Brett Hall types. But, um, yeah, they're, they, they, they're trying to push it to the nth degree to find that level that everything in life keeps getting pushed to another level. Every sport, these football players, I mean, I, I, I almost can't even watch, and I love the physical aspect of it, but how big and strong and fast they are, someone like it almost gets – you know, killed it seems like on every kickoff or mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, they're 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 pushing it, um, you know, because other kids are coming up and pushing it to take their jobs. There's so many leagues out there, there's so many teams, there's so many kids competing, there's so many parents that, that you know, are hoping their kid plays in the NFL, the NHL, yeah, whatever it is. So it's it's you know, it's everyone's dream to get there and once you're there, you know, you get obviously a little bit crazy, I think, to keep your job and stay you know, and try to let alone you're trying to improve. Like, I mean, guys like Zach Greasy, they're off the charts. 
how hard they work. That's what the greatest thing is, Maxie, with these young kids, when they come into the beauty league or whatever it is and see the pros that they're actually skating with, or if you're even a fan, maybe too, but you see how hard the pros, the preezies, the older guys try, like the little battles they win. They're always working on their obviously conditioning and all that, but, but they, the young guys don't, you know, don't appreciate it until they see it firsthand. They're, working harder they're there earlier they stay later and i mean they're they're experts you know in this and they hey they have kids like their wives have to be thinking wait now you play 80 some games during the winter where are you going tonight to play in this league you know and it's probably a little bit of an addiction too sure sure yeah and then they just blame ben and never you know (laughs) away they go uh you know but free agent season just uh, just two other topics i want to broach with you (laughs) Excuse me, obviously as an agent, you're trying to sign free agent. What is it that teams want to know about the character of a, of a player that they're going to sign? Is it a lot about how hard we work in the offseason? Is it a lot about what is he in the locker room? What is it they want to know when, you, when you're selling your players? Or, or do the teams not have time to do all that? they they got to just make a decision and sign somebody. Yeah, I mean, they there's, their scouts get paid a lot of money. That's it. I mean, they're on the road 200 uh, nights or games a year and easily to see. So they, I mean, they're getting paid for a reason. The, uh, the GMs rely on them to make those decisions. So they're looking at most importantly, a role that needs to be played on a team that's going to win. Like what do the wild need to get to that next level? And I mean, you could see it with some of the trades, you know, Billy traded a goalie because maybe, maybe the mentality of that goalie didn't fit into the team. Maybe it was a character thing. Maybe it was, he didn't think he was able to handle, you know, uh, a really, really another really good goalie competing with him. And he identifies that as a problem. And then let's, let's, you know, solve that problem and, and trade them. So I think they're looking for everything, obviously skill and scoring goals. It's all offense now. So that's extremely important, but then you got to be durable and aggressive and be able to handle it. Cause in the playoffs, you know, guys that are hurt, play hurt and and you know not everyone can do that so you need durable mm. skilled big strong teams win so you know they need some big strong defensemen that are skilled and move the puck so it's kind of a little bit of everything so it's like you know you got to be you know kind of good at everything but really good you know at a, at a few things too so the character probably that you mentioned maxi at the end of the day in hockey is is probably the biggest thing with the flows and the you know, you see how series change fast. The Wild was up. They're in control. They lose to a completely more experienced St. Louis Blues team that's done it because yeah. they've been there and they have maybe just a little more character and know how to win a little bit better than inexperienced but maybe better Wild team. You know, uh, along those lines, though, you know, Cam Talbot uh, obviously probably wasn't happy with the situation going in, and he goes into Billy Guerin and says, I don't like this. Trade me if you can. Uh, I, I don't know if he said that or not, but, I mean, if you have a client like that, I, I don't fault Cam Talbot for saying, hey, I, I get what you're trying to do. I just don't want to be a part of this. I want to play 65 games a year or something like that because that's the way I'm built and that's the way I don't want to be splitting time with Mark andre Fleury or anybody else. Is, is that okay? What would you advise a client to do in a situation like that if, you know, if, he, if he just wants to compete more and wants to be the guy? That's a great question. And I think we saw it in the media too and it it got out there and it's really interesting to read and especially billy which is great to see billy garen's quotes he says some things that normal uh normally you don't see but that's just you know it's it's right out there that's what he feels and he's got 
he's got, um, you know, the ability to do that, make decisions like that. And he does a great job, but you know, I think you're kind of a, kind of like parenting, you know, we have to set the expectations for our guys too. Yeah. That, you know, I try to do it behind the scenes. Like I'd never come out and, and, yep. and say, we're yep. maybe that's the second re- option though. Cause first he tried to resolve it behind the scenes and he sure. couldn't. So then they're going to do it in the, in the public for everyone to read and see and to put pressure on them. And you know what? I guess it works, right? I so guess that it agent did a good job. If that's exactly what Cam Talbot wants, that's the key. Is that exactly what your client wants? And I've had that with a client before that thought they were getting, you know, kind of always, on the wrong end of getting called up and they yep. getting screwed and called the GM and you gotta, I mean, manage your client's expectations too. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, playing in the minors and, and being more ready. But, you know, the minute that, you know, I, I like one client I had, and then I, I started raising hell and complaining and complained to the media. And uh, next thing you know, you know, uh, my client is furious with me because now the pressure is on him and it's exactly what he uh, wanted. But now that he's got the pressure, the media talking to him, <laughs> you know, then that's not what he wanted, but he, he, he didn't wanted. see the end game at the, at the time. Right. Yeah. And it, it didn't end up well for that guy. And it didn't end up well with me, yeah. <laughs> with him, but uh, it's, 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 it's a funny dynamic when you, when your job is being critiqued, you know, every night in front of, you know, millions of fans. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic, the things that happen behind the scenes that you don't always know about. And I'm not asking you to, to breach any confidence, but what is fair game? If your client's not playing as much as he wants, is it okay for you to call a general manager or is it only the player that should go in and speak to the coach? How, what, what's the protocol? Okay. That's a great one. So let's say I have a player that's unhappy. He's not in the power play. Yep. Right. Good so example. He yep. calls me and says, this is, this is brutal. I'm not on the power play. This is a joke. I can score 20 goals for X team, the wild, whatever it is. Okay. So now I call Billy Guerin and, and say, Hey, this is, this is ridiculous. Billy, yeah. how can you not have, you know, this kid on the power play yeah. you're missing out. Well, first off, I'm not a coach. There's a lot more than just the, my guy where he fits in on the team. Yep. But so Billy says, you know what, Hank, um, you know, you probably have a point and you know what, I'm not the coach. That's why I pay the coach. If I was the coach, then I couldn't fire the coach. He makes his decisions. If I don't like him, I fire him and get a new coach. But so here's the problem though. So now Billy calls the coach and says, Hey, how come uh, I had a call from, you know, X player's agent. His, his agent is complaining about his not being on the power play. Why isn't he on the power play? And yeah. it'd be a lot different call than that. Yeah. But then guess what? That coach thinks, okay, wait a second. He said that that player that I work with every day at practice and he can come up to me and talk to me anytime he has a problem, my door is wide open, but now he's having his agent call my boss. Now I'm answering that's like, then you go to the player and you're like, Hey, did you have your agent call me? Like you can't come in the room and (laughs) and talk to me about this and we can break down. So it's, that's the dynamic too, where I tell the players pretty much the same conversation. You don't want that to happen. You want to build that relationship between the player and the coach, and you have to earn that coach's trust because if you don't, you got a problem, obviously. At the end of the day, you know, the coach is going to put out the best players that he can to win that game. And so I'm obviously defending the players, but at the same sure. time, you got to look at it from both sides and, and realize that, you know, <laughs> there's, there's different ways to deal with those situations. And if you just call the team and complain – a lot of times it'll backfire. I mean, a lot of times it'll help too if you do it the right way and you know what you're talking about. But if you pound your chest and, and, and 
put it on social media. Uh, sometimes, you know, it, it gets to be a little bit of a war sooner than it needs to be. All right, this went too quick. we got to do it again. you got too many good stories and too many great scenarios. Ben, appreciate it very much. Wednesday nights at Braemar, and then you had to play house, then you, then you play more nights, right? Yeah, so it's, it's uh, next Wednesday, which is going to be, what, the 27th, and then in August it's Monday and Wednesday. So it's yep. the 1st, 3rd, 8th, 10th, 17th, 24th of August. All right, I will oh, yeah. see you out there. You there. I will see you out there soon, but thank you so much. Always fun. Okay, Maxie. All right, thanks, everyone, for listening. You bet. And, and you know, um, I'm sure when you heard the music, you thought the same thing. Max and Cruz, Max and Cruz. Take a break and contemplate that, folks. Stay with us. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic, the step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.